0: Are you ready? It's the time
1: Hello and welcome, Streep and Goats
0: uh i don't know what i was trying to make a reference to there that's okay
1: i'm not gonna bail you out <laughs> thanks
0: uh welcome to uh, another episode of man buns jesus we believe this is season four episode two we've already forgotten our own numbering system um but you know what that's okay because we do what we want you can't tell not us all no sir,
1: who cares <laughs>
0: uh I'm Pastor Ben Olschlager here in Lake Orion, Michigan, with me again, as always, Pastor Josh Laborious in East California, Edgewater Lutheran Church. Well, currently in his apartment. Um, Yeah. In a very crowded room in my apartment. Yes. Yes, indeed. Uh, And uh, Josh is on uh, VBS recovery mode. I am in VBS cram
1: mode. Uh, So... If, I, I I hate to say this because it's bragging, but uh, I'm actually I'm not feeling drained from BBS because my volunteer leaders are incredible. So, uh,
0: but if either one of us seem to be suffering from brain drain, then uh,
1: no, that's if if it's me, it's that's just because I'm an idiot. That's
0: okay. That's fair. I have no um,
1: excuse. I'm just incompetent. Um.
0: So this week, we're getting back into the Proverbs. Um, Hope us to learn something good.
1: I think I made the the graphic for this season, and it's like, uh, let's be a little wiser or something like that. Uh, And today, as Ben mentioned, we're in the Proverbs. We're going to look at Proverbs 9, specifically starting at verse 7. The, the first six verses of Proverbs 9 are, um, are some figurative language about wisdom. It's, I mean, it's, it's like, it's nice. But starting at verse 7, it says, Whoever corrects a scoffer gets himself abuse, and he who reproves a wicked man incurs injury. Do not reprove a scoffer, or he will hate you. Reprove a wise man, and he will love you. Give instruction to a wise man, and he will be wise, still wiser. Teach a righteous man and he will increase in learning. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the Holy One is insight. Um, For by me, your days will be multiplied and years will be added to your life. So if you are wise, you are wise for yourself. If you scoff, you alone will bear it. That's who I like that. I like that last line. That's a, that's a, that's the biblical equivalent of saying, you know, it, you're dumb, but you're going to be the one who has to deal with it. So buckle up. Um, but this this kind of gets at uh, a little bit of discipline. And we know we've, we've talked about church discipline before, but this, I think, is a different topic. And uh, really, this this is talking about how do you deal with uh, people in your life? Maybe who need wisdom, and this isn't even necessarily just talking about sin and and kind of correcting sin, but also um, making wise decisions. So a, a really like easy example is encouraging someone to budget their finances in such a way that they don't spend money they don't have. Use, making use of credit isn't necessarily a sin. I mean, you could argue for stewardship right but there's wisdom there to budgeting and and living within your means so um, with that kind of what are your what are your strongest impressions from this ben what what do you pull most saliently out of these these verses
0: so i i think there's kind of two courses to this one what it is what does it actually look like for you to give correction And then two, what are you looking for uh, in someone who is wise? Like, there's kind of two different pieces to this. Um, Speaking to the first one first, and maybe we can come back to the second one later if we remember. A big piece of receiving... Correction is actually being prepared to receive correction. Right? Uh, Josh and I are both sports fans. It's draft season, or we've just exited draft season. Um, MLB, NHL, NBA all, all had their uh, um, prospective or respective uh, pro drafts uh, in the past three weeks or so. And uh one of the things that you always see on like scouting reports is this guy's teachable, or we don't know if this guy's teachable or this guy doesn't have a great work ethic or uh this guy works hard or uh the hockey one this guy has a good motor uh, like there's just there's a lot of really Sneaky ways to say, this person takes teaching well.
1: Yeah, I I still remember um, back when we were at seminary, I think it was our first year at the seminary. No, it had to have been our second year. Atlanta United, who's my favorite soccer team, that's the, that's the jersey on the wall behind me. Although that player no longer plays for us. Um, but Atlanta United signed a guy named... Oh, I'm not gonna remember. Ezekiel Barco, that was his name. It was a he was a 16-year-old hotshot out of South America. Incredibly talented soccer player. How I, so he came over, he started playing for us. Uh, if you're familiar with MLS, he was one of our designated players. So you can there's a certain threshold. You can only pay three players on your team above that threshold. And he was one of our three. So he, he was in the starting lineup very quickly. Terrible team player. He Never knew when to pass. He, he always tried uh, to be the star to, like he would try to single-handedly dribble through the, the other team. And he was good enough that he would typically get through three or four players, but the other team had 11 players. So, and this was my chief complaint with him. I, I, And and I was talking to one of our teammates at seminary, uh, who was much more familiar with soccer than I probably ever will be, and that's Andrew Mazel. And I expressed this because you know he was 16 or 17 at the time, this this kid. And I said, I hope that he can learn to be a team player, right? Hope you know I hope he's still maturing. And I remember uh, Andrew's comment was. It's too late. If he's not a team player, if he's not willing to learn and grow and adapt now, he's not going to. And he was right. I mean, uh, he got a little bit better at, at passing and, and working with his teammates, but until the day that we signed him away to to some, I want to say maybe a Saudi Arabian team, until that day, he was a selfish player. And I. I there's a lot of truth to it. And I think it's really, I feel bad for the draft guys because I think it's really hard to measure. But what, what these verses say, obviously, because it's scripture, are incredibly true. If someone is receptive to teaching and receptive, receptive to receiving wisdom and learning, then... They're gonna, they're gonna do that. They're gonna seek out learning. They're gonna seek out wisdom from others. If not, don't waste your breath. Essentially, because like, you know, if they don't care about your wisdom, they're not gonna care about the wisdom of gaining more wisdom.
0: Yeah, and and to me, the the big piece of this is that our read on someone and our read on their ability to be teachable will ultimately have a big impact on whether or not we can correct them effectively or to what level we need to like do legwork to just prepare them to be corrected um I I like to make extreme examples. So, say Josh is dealing heroin. Um only on Tuesdays. Only on Tuesdays. And it's laced with fentanyl too, just to make it
1: jeez. <laughs> so I'm just straight trying to commit murder. Uh I'm not even I'm not skipping any steps. No. Um
0: So say Josh is dealing heroin. Um like the, there's a level to which a lot of people in the world, even heroin users, know, hey, heroin is bad. I probably shouldn't be doing this. Um, addiction is a, a terrible, terrible thing. Um, but there are some people who either use or sell heroin who just have no qualms about the ethics or morality of it. Uh, say Josh is one of these folks. Um it would be much more difficult for me to try and let him know that he is wrong for dealing fentanyl-laced heroin in that situation than if he had any
1: shred of morality. Well, and I, this this might be a conversation for a different day, but there's there's a part, I think this is in Corinthians, I would have to look it up to double check where i'm pretty sure it's in corinthians where paul says something along the lines of what do you have to do with judging outsiders and he's speaking about christian ethics and i think there's some overlap between that conversation and this conversation because the reality is if someone doesn't care about your wisdom or doesn't care about your ethics, you're not going to be able to convince them to care about your what you have to say, what you have to teach. And I, I think we jumped the gun on this conversation. So I'm gonna I'm gonna cycle us back just a little bit to say you're, if you're listening to this, whether because I know one of our one of our pretty regular listeners is is just a college student in Irvine. Um, he saw, he's going into a sophomore year this coming year um, whether you're just a college student whether you're even younger than that uh, whether you're a young professional or maybe you're a retired person who listens to this um, you do all have wisdom to share and this is I mean if you want biblical evidence that young people have wisdom too look at Job's friend Job's youngest friend is the wisest of all of his friends that try and, and support him. Um, look at how Paul writes to Timothy, and he says, don't let people look down on you because you are young. Um, and kind of has a side note, white hair doesn't make you wise. Just because just you've, you've made it in this world for a lot of years doesn't necessarily may, mean you're wise. I've met Josh, some people think- who are old and they talk and i'm like you are an idiot (laughs) i don't say that because i'm respectful of my elders but i'm not listening to any of the advice you have (laughs)
0: because i don't know how you
1: made it this far you got lucky Um, i'm
0: gonna i'm gonna give you something here that i think will make you happy that that's not to say that there isn't a correlation between like the wisdom gained from learned experience and um and age, right? Like
1: oh yeah, because you general... experience more, you see more. Yeah. However,
0: the, there's if a cor- you make
1: bad decisions. All you have is counter examples.
0: Yes, there's a correlation between
1: uh, gray
0: hair and wisdom, but the R squared value is not one. Correct.
1: Correct. And for those of you who don't know what that means. just uh go to wolfram alpha i guess have uh have the internet teach you statistics um but and this is something i i say a lot at my church and i i I know i've said it on this podcast before but you you never know when your words are going to have a really meaningful impact on someone Mm -hmm. so i think before we get into this conversation of when do you share wisdom, when do you share learning with others, it's acknowledge you have something worth sharing. And I mean, this is one of the reasons I I push people, I say you should be in church every single weekend, which is almost countercultural at this point, but you should be in church every single weekend. And part of the reason for that is you have something worth sharing with the community there. And it is your responsibility as a Christian to your brothers and sisters that you share that wisdom, Um, whether it's yours or not, whether it's the Holy Spirit working through whatever you have to say, or it's wisdom that you've gained on kind of a a more uh, material level. Like, don't discount the the gifts that God has given you as far as wisdom and learning. Um, I
0: preached on something kind of like this this past weekend. We we were talking about, you know, why we study scripture in worship. Like, why is the sermon, why are the readings part of our worship time? Why aren't they a class at the end? Um, and a big part of it is God's will for us is important and holy and sacred and all these things that we should uh, like hold on to. But also we do it together in that time, in that space, because like, us coming together to study the word and to share in each other's insights, that is a holy and God-pleasing thing. Um, That is a worshipful act, and when we each bring our backgrounds, like, I am a finite resource of stories and anecdotes, um, so sometimes my sermons on something are going to suck because I can't communicate effectively, you know, some aspect of um, a passage that we're reading about. We just did a Bible study a week and a half ago on, um, actually, it was this past Sunday. We're, we're working through Genesis, and it was the story where Rachel steals her dad's household gods and uh, hides them in her camel's saddlebag and then says, sorry, dad, I can't get up. I'm on my period. Like, I don't know what that's like.
1: Um, I am not a. You've never tried to hide household gods from your parents? Yeah, no. Um... On your camel? (laughs) There's a lot of that story you can not relate to, Ben. Nor have I experienced
0: anything to do with a period. Um, so, like, I don't know what that experience is like. And so there were a number of women in the congregation who took over a Bible study and were like, yeah, that's, that's reasonable. If it's bad. And, yeah, especially pre ibuprofen. Yeah. Like, there are things that I can't necessarily fully give you. My job is to, to help you understand some of the background, the language that's there, and then together we come to like, come to know the full depth of the text. We, we use our collective wisdom to help us uh, interpret what God is, is calling us to do and how he is caring for us through that text. Um, to, as we talked about a few weeks ago, reveal more of, of the mysterious uh, of, of our God that he has given to us that he wants us to know about um, so
1: referencing that this weekend, the sermon is probably going to be about five minutes long. Yeah. And part of that is because of the, the podcast. So listening to once this is released, the previous week's sermon is going to be about five minutes long. Okay. Uh, in any case, I think this speaks to a, a, a related, a closely related reality in that um this this receptiveness to wisdom and learning that this that this proverb is talking about sometimes it is going to vary based on not only the recipient but also the the giver Mm -hmm. so uh there's a guy in the one of our men's small groups named sean and sean has said uh, on more than one occasion, he, he says, uh, something along the lines of one person can't speak to everybody in that, uh, specifically like one pastor can't really necessarily connect with everyone. And, and there's some truth to that. I, I always share, there's an exception and his name is Peter (laughs) Nafsker, Um, but, uh, There's some truth to that, because there are some people who um, I can I can tell them something till I'm blue in the face. They they're never going to receive it. But if someone different tells them the same thing, they're going to and they're going to receive it. And I've heard this on a number of occasions um, about young adults. I think maybe once or twice at this congregation, but I heard it a lot like on Vicarage, because I would, I would tell like high schoolers, I would tell them like, this is, this is what you should be doing. And this is what you shouldn't be doing. And they'd be like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And they'd, they'd kind of follow that. Like they, they'd hold on to that. And then their parents would come to me and they'd say, I've been saying that for years and they never listened to me. And I'm like, I, I don't know what to tell you, man.
0: I've said this joke so many times, but, uh, I believe it more and more every time I see, like, something that reminds me of this. Um, teenagers are God's way to make sure that humanity understands what it feels like to have someone made in your own image that completely rejects you.
1: Yeah, well, yeah. But I this all speaks to the importance when we're talking about how do we pass along wisdom, especially the wisdom that God has given us, this wisdom that is a gift. Um, there's so much important it, importance in it being a community. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, if I'm speaking to someone and I, I just can't get through to them, that's okay. Because I, uh, like, just for the example at Edgewater, I can reach out to my elders and I can say, I can say, hey, Dave, um, you know, that guy who, you know, he sits in this part of the church. Um, could you reach out to him? Could you talk to him? about X, Y, or Z, because I might not really be able to make an impact, but like there's some people that I know that Dave or Donnie or Trevor or Josh or John, my my five elders, there's some people I know that they can reach out to and they can impact them in, in maybe a, a more serious way than I can. And and this is just another instance where community is really important because um, someone might be a scoffer to you when it comes to to you. And speaking in the language of this in verse 7, whoever corrects a scoffer gets himself abused. Someone might scoff at you, but if if someone else says the exact same thing, they might not scoff at that. So it's important to kind of not only have this wisdom and have this willingness to pass along, but also to know other people who can speak wisdom that you can maybe direct at someone who needs it. Um, if that makes sense. Yeah.
0: I think that's a big piece of it for sure. Um, it takes, it, it takes the full connection, um, and not just like a willing recipient. Um, we were studying, um, Part of the Sermon on the Mount yesterday in Bible study, and there's the the great passage about you know don't give your uh, sacred objects to dogs; they'll just tear them up and then tear you to pieces, or don't uh, don't give your pearls to swine; uh, they'll eat them and then trample you. Uh, Ever.
1: I know you don't listen to this podcast, but don't waste good cigars on someone like me who wouldn't know how to appreciate them anyway. Anyway, continue. It's an ongoing conversation that we've been having.
0: Yeah, Trevor. Um,
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) um, I know we haven't gotten to this part of the show yet, but somebody needs to send this podcast to Trevor.
1: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> oh i don't i still don't think he'll listen to it but you know you can try um
0: trevor i'm sorry i don't know you i'm sure you're a wonderful human big but like
1: <laughs> oh i love trevor but ever since like the day that i've gotten here he has been trying to get me to join him in smoking cigars and i'll sit with him while he smokes but i i have no desire to smoke a cigar Um, i tried
0: for four years to get this guy to drink beer trevor he never so much as budged
1: that's what i keep telling him i'm like if an entire campus of seminary students can't get me to be a beer drinker you're not you're not gonna yeah you you aren't you
0: aren't gonna be effective i promise you (laughs) oh i
1: anyway that's kind of a
0: sad point um But I think a big piece of this, too, on top of having the right wisdom, being the right giver to the receptor, is, like, knowing that what you have is valuable. And not not just tossing it around willy-nilly and haphazardly, right? Uh, If you're wise in something, try and, like... Find the situations where that's going to be helpful. Um, I think this kind of applies to out of our Christian context to some extent, too. You, you referenced where Paul talks about, uh, you know, judging within our community, judging within those who hold the same ethic. Um, we can do that on a kind of situational basis, too right there are there are people who hold the same uh, ethical stance on certain things that Christians do that may not be christian um, and we can share wisdom with them on that thing or even if they're just questioning that thing so example um As Christians, we think that we shouldn't uh, just blow through money, right? Being a good steward is a is a good thing to do. Yeah, don't do that. Um, that doesn't mean you like, can't enjoy something nice from time to time. Like, I enjoy a good beer. I'll pay a little extra for a good beer. That's fine. It's whatever. Josh will pay a little extra for a good whiskey.
1: No, oh, I won't.
0: <laughs> Josh will pay a little extra for a good rum. Um
1: oh. <laughs> oh. anyway, continue. Josh just, will pay a little I'm... extra
0: if they ever come up with a like higher quality Dr. Pepper. Um oh wait, no, that's Caleb, sorry.
1: No, uh the phrase pearls before swine, I'm the swine.
0: Oh, I got this. Josh will pay a little bit extra for a slightly higher quality uh, lifting setup.
1: Okay. Okay, you got me there. Gonna,
0: because he's going to use it so frequently. I and want an elephant
1: things. bar and I can't have one.
0: Anyway. um, We finally found the, the right scenario. We found the thing. Yes, we found the thing. But um, Actually, I know of one already. You already pay a little bit extra for your meat.
1: I guess that's true. But that's a whole longer conversation. Yeah, we don't need to get into that. Anyway, now that we've gone all the way down that sidebar. um... There's a squirrel in the tree outside. (laughs)
0: Um, Back to the original thing. Like, There are other people in the world who think it's a good idea to be prudent with your money. To, to save it and, and be responsible with it so that you're not, you know, leaving yourself destitute in five years because you've been an idiot with your money. Um, I mean, there's a reason that, like, not to circle back to professional athletes for no reason, but, like, when somebody gets drafted into one of the big leagues, they go through mandatory financial classes because – As revenue expanded and as player salaries expanded, um, players got dumb with their money and it became more of a problem more recently um, as players just kind of expected to to land in life-changing money and then they burned through it all and all of a sudden they were broke. Um, And the leagues don't want their they're stars they're stars of yesteryear walking around the streets broke
1: yeah it's not, not like um
0: and so as christians we have wisdom there that we can share i
1: like, mean just look dave ramsey christian financial guy yeah broad appeal a lot of people have found some level of his programs to be helpful uh, he has some extreme takes on some things uh, financially <clears throat> speaking. Huh? Huh? What? Huh? I legitimately didn't hear what you said. Um, <laughs> you can a- find out when you go back and listen to this
0: later. Um, you're right. Uh, nationally syndicated radio host and New York Times bestselling author David Ramsey has an appeal above and beyond.
1: Is he paying you for this?
0: Um, no, when when I was in high school, I had friend like our uh, personal finance class in high school was Dave Ramsey. And uh, I don't know if either of Chris or Eric is, has ever listened to this podcast or ever will. Um, if you know who Chris Hickey or Eric Peterson are, send them this podcast. Um, they will get a kick out of that because that is always how they refer to uh, nationally syndicated radio host and New York Times bestselling author David Ramsey. Um, but you're right, his, his appeal goes beyond the Christian world. And um, he starts from a perspective of honoring the resources he's been given out of a Christian sense of duty, and then uses that to kind of help create a structure for his financial planning that is widely usable beyond the Christian world. Um, and so there are all sorts of ways that we can take our Christian wisdom and hand it to our, our non-Christian brothers and sisters as a, like a, a teaser of like, hey, there's a lot of wisdom in our faith. It looks like foolishness from the outside, but you know when you add Jesus to the mix, a lot of this stuff starts to make sense even more. Uh, and see, there's even some things that might make sense now before you get the Jesus part. Uh, so consider the Jesus part. Like, it can be an opening for wisdom above and beyond the everyday and the practical too
1: yeah so there's kind of to to transition us to another part of this conversation the kind of the the summary of what we've talked about thus far because i'm doing this because i feel like we've gone down a lot of rabbit holes that have nothing to do with what we're talking about um but what we've been trying to drive at thus far is you have wisdom and learning worth sharing. You might have a lot, you might have a little, but God, God gifts, uh, gifts his people this way. Um, but you have to be aware of your audience when you share that. And a kind of a closing anecdote. This is something my dad shared with me. He was on a, a board at a church and there's a guy on this board, never said a word. He, he went to meetings, he sat, he sat in the meetings, crossed his arms, he listened, he, he knew what was going on, never said a word. At one point, the, the board was having a, like a, a contentious conversation about some decision that had to be made. And the guy spoke up, kind of quietly, and he shared his opinion. As soon as he started to speak, the room went silent, because he never said anything. And shortly after he shared his two cents, the decision was made. Um, so, in this awareness of audience, it's there's an encouragement to know when to share mm-hmm. because if you're always saying something, it's probably not all wisdom. Um, and this is I mean this is something I pray about on my way to meetings because I know. I sometimes have a tendency to talk more than I should. And I have a prayer like, and, and sometimes it's literally pastor God, like help me talk? keep my mouth shut unless I actually need to say something in this meeting. A um, pastor that likes to talk,
0: who would have thought?
1: Right? <laughs> um, but I want to transition because uh, I think more, while well, we should. More often than not, we should be receivers more than we are givers. So I think there's a question of how do you, how do you judge whether or not you've fallen into this role of scoffer or wicked man? And how do you, how do we, how do we judge where we are and how do we, I guess, increase our ability to receive wisdom and receive learning? Any wisdom or, or learning, Ben? That you'd like to share in this regard. He's he's looking so pensive. Either that, so, or there's a spider on the wall behind his computer.
0: No, there's not a spider. Well, there might be. I just I don't see one currently. <laughs> um, we're in a woodsy part of Michigan. There are spiders everywhere here. Um, that's besides the point. The thing that I was kind of thinking of, though, is. A lack of progress on things that you are trying to improve. To me is oftentimes a sign of. A lack of recept- receptivity to wisdom. Um, so, for example. Um, I have been teaching myself to cook ever since I started to having started having to cook my own dinners my last couple of years of college, uh, because I realized that making canned or jarred spaghetti every week for the rest of my life was untenable. Um, uh, you laugh, Josh, but you know it's right.
1: That it's untenable or that you would try to do it?
0: That it's untenable. Some people might, but
1: like I need... Let's say, to my knowledge, uh, Caleb still lives on spam and cheese. Spamaroni and cheese, sorry. Spamaroni and cheese and Dr. Pepper. That's like 75% of his diet. I,
0: I question your brothers sometimes. Mostly Caleb. Hi Caleb. Um
1: <laughs> under no circumstances listens to this. Uh continue with Ian, your feel free to pass I'm on to,
0: to Caleb that uh, I called him out. Um anyway. Um where was I going with this? Oh yeah. So there have been different points in time throughout my like learning how to cook where I feel like I've plateaued and we're like I'll try three or four different things to fix a recipe that I'm trying to kind of concoct in my own head and none of them seem to work. And then I realize, oh wait, I'm trying to fix this my way. I need to like see what other people have to say and, and listen to their wisdom and like come up with a creative solution that's not mine. Then maybe things will actually get better. Um, and I think that's kind of, at least that's where I'm coming from. As as I think in my head, like if things are stagnating or or degrading in your abilities somewhere, um, or your perceived like understanding of something, chances are you are getting in your own way of being teachable. I'm I'm not gonna make anything a hard and fast rule here because I don't think like Yeah. But, but I think th- that'd be a I think that'd be a good sign.
1: Yeah. Um especially I think the older you get um the more that stagnation is a is a sign that you don't have enough people speaking wisdom in your life. Because there, I, I think there is a certain amount of self, well, I, I shouldn't even say with age, maybe with uh how long you've been doing something. Because I don't know if it's even that I think it's well, well, here's why I say that is because I think with most things, there is a certain level of self discovery, where you can learn and figure things out just by Doing things by experimenting yourself. But I think the longer you've been doing things, when you start to stagnate, a lot of times it's because you've exhausted your ability for self discovery and you haven't supplemented that with wisdom from people around you. Um, And I really want to use a weightlifting example, but I don't know that I have a good one. Um, Other than occasionally you might have to upgrade your training partner so they can continue to spot you.
0: I, so here's one even for you like if you feel like you're having problems making gains maybe you're not cross training effectively enough and you need to go to someone that knows more about like where you're failing to make gains and like see if there are other exercises they might recommend you could talk to Josh or if uh, if Josh isn't an effective enough resource um, how dare you uh, Andrew Coop
1: uh how dare you i'm i'm pretty sure i'm i'm not in better shape than andrew coop i bet i'm stronger than him though there was only one seminarian that was consistently stronger than me during our time there yeah his name was mike fox
0: yeah no go to mike fox that's a better idea Maybe.
1: Maybe. Um,
0: No. Actually,
1: no. Even better. Talk to Chris. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. (laughs) Yeah.
0: That, for anyone that's listening, that's like, who, what, Chris is my wife. And Josh's wife is smarter than him. Um,
1: Yeah. And her, she, and she has a degree in exercise science. So yeah, she, she knows more than I do. Yes. Um, but so that's a sign, but also just. Here, I'll, I'll say a hard and fast rule. Okay. Think about the last time someone you learned something from someone. And if you can't think of a time. If you can't remember back that far you need to change your attitude about receiving wisdom from the people around you. I think that's a fair rule. If you can't remember the last time you learned something from someone, you, need, you probably need to work on that. It's true. And there, I was listening to a, uh, our we friend, John Corolis, who was on this podcast a while back. He sent me a podcast with, uh, it was a there's an interview with like a, a world-renowned communicator, and he said, "I'm always taking in ideas, and he's always taking and and he made this comment. He's like, if I stop during a conversation to write something down or to put something in my phone, that means you have said something that I think I need to hang on to. And he's he writes it down so he can hold on to it." Um, and I, and then he, al- he also has a corollary. He's like, when someone asks, well, how do you put together this message or this presentation or whatever, how long did it take you? And he says, well, about 40 years. Cause that's how long I've been gathering stuff to put into presentations. Yes. Benjamin.
0: Is your pen open?
1: Is my pen open?
0: Yes the yeah. one that you've been waving around the whole time? Yeah. Cuz I think you just tapped yourself on the side of the head.
1: No, it's it's not a real pen. It's uh I have one of those Oh, products. okay. Yeah.
0: I was get, yeah.
1: No, it's I have my podcast I was say notes. something about lacking wisdom, but it's okay. I mean, maybe it's a it's a ceramic tip, so it's kind of sharp. So maybe there is a lack of wisdom, but no, I don't have ink on the side of my head if you see something there, it would be blood from the tip, not ink. Um, okay. So there's, if if you can't think of the last time that, that someone deposited some wisdom in your life, maybe you need to be a better listener. And I, I don't know that there's a hard and fast way to be a better listener other than mm-hmm. have some humility and look at the people around you as people who can teach you something. Um, because I think that's probably a pretty consistent attitude in people who are receptive to learning and wisdom is they say there every single person in my life can teach me something. Now I'm a cynic, uh, so I have a caveat to that I say every single person in my life can teach me something. sometimes thats something is just a counter example. Um, but everyone in my life could teach me something i'm gonna I'm gonna add
0: two corollaries to your your hard and fast rule. Um, so if it's if you can't remember the last time you, you learned something about something, it's a good time to go seeking wisdom. Um, secondly, if you are the person that a lot of people come to for wisdom on a subject, chances are you're doing okay there. It's, that one's not a hard and fast rule, but the R squared value is pretty high, pretty close to 1. Um, people are going to have to learn statistics, otherwise this podcast is not
1: going to You work. know what? I'm just going to simplify it for everybody. The closer an R squared value is to 1, the more closely two things are related. And if the R squared value of two things is 1, that means the correlation is perfect. So... Still not enough to imply causation because things can be correlated without being causative, but that's a that's a lesson actually our society really needs to learn, that just (laughs) because things are correlated doesn't mean they're causative. We're really bad at at that. Um, Mm -hmm. We're like really colossally bad at that. Um, But yeah, I think that's fair. If if Someone's always like not to keep circling back to this, but it's it's something I'm pretty proud of. When there are people who are interested in getting into weightlifting, a lot of times they talk to me, like people in my life who are like, "I want to do some strength training. What do you got?" I feel pretty good about that, and I mean honestly, I think I'm I'm I've got weightlifting figured out pretty pretty all right. So I I can still grow, obviously, um, but I think that's a fair rule to add.
0: I accept your corollary. Corollary two, if no one's asking you for wisdom, get smart. Do better. Yeah. If, If no one is asking you for wisdom, there's one of two things going on. Either, like, you need to grow, or you've made yourself unapproachable as a source of wisdom.
1: Now, I think there are two things to maybe add on to that. One circles back to the beginning. Okay. If no one's asking you for wisdom, but you can remember, like, yesterday, you gained wisdom in a certain area, that's, that's okay. Because while people aren't going to you for wisdom, you're learning. Right? Yeah. And the other corollary is this doesn't necessarily apply to everything. Yep. This applies to areas where maybe you should be wise.
0: So, like discipleship, that
1: applies. If if no one is ever seeking you out for discipleship, like at all times, at, and this is a blanket statement, I'm willing to make, at all times, you should have people who are feeding into you as a disciple, and people who you are helping to disciple. Okay. How but that doesn't apply to everything, right? No one has ever asked for my input on how to build a rocket to Mars, because I know nothing about rocket engines, or I know that you explode something in the bottom of the rocket and it makes the rocket go up. But like, that's the extent of my knowledge. I'm not, I'm also not seeking to become an expert or a wise person in the development of rocket propulsion technology, okay? So you don't have to be wise in everything, but the things that are like closely related to your life and the lives of people around you, those are the times you should ask these kinds of questions. because you're not going to be good at everything. You're not going to be wise when it comes to everything. Because you're not God. <laughs> He's the only one who gets to c- to claim that title. I don't There's know. What a really what big cor- Corollary in... to a corollary is, but that's what
0: that is. There was just a really big advancement in rocket science.
1: That's not what this podcast is about, Benjamin.
0: They figured out how to make a, a like circle of explosions so that they can keep it continuously going rather than it like pulsing, and so now the the engines can be more efficient and and more. Uh, I mean,
1: that's that seems like it shouldn't be a, a recent breakthrough. It's you you say that, but it took like fireworks do it all the time.
0: It took like a century of material science to figure out how to put it into a controlled environment in a rocket engine.
1: Well, then I compliment all of the material scientists who work on those projects. I actually know someone who studied material science at Georgia Tech. She was really, really smart. Um, I don't know what she's doing now. Uh, Presumably material science somewhere. That would be my guess. Um, Maybe she had a hand in developing the the rocket engine. That'd be kind of cool.
0: I'll check. Does she work for NASA?
1: I I I have no idea. I I know she went to Georgia Tech for material science. That is the last thing I know about her. Um in any case, uh I I sense I don't know if this is wisdom or folly, but I sense we're getting ready to wrap up. Um do you have a takeaway or do you want me to take away first?
0: Uh you can take away first.
1: Okay. I think my my takeaway is going to be back to that think about the last time someone spoke wisdom into your life and you received that from someone else. And if you can't think of the last time you, you should work on your receptivity. That's kind of what I want to leave people with is make sure you're receiving regularly.
0: I'm going to, mine's kind of a two-parter, but it's one. Uh, You've got wisdom. The, uh, there's also the wisdom in knowing when, where, and how to apply your wisdom. Um, so make sure that you you attempt to have both of those things, and then also have the wisdom to, like, know when you don't have the requisite wisdom. Right? Yes. Okay. Uh, I, so, I'm writing
1: that down, because I think I'm going to make a title out of that. <laughs> Yeah. Um, which I think is a good segue into our passive-aggressive part of the of the episode.
0: Yeah, send uh, this episode to Trevor. Uh,
1: and Caleb. Apparently, Caleb won't listen to it. I don't think Trevor will either, but you can try. Um, and if you know
0: my high school friends, Chris and Eric, you can send it to them too. Uh, yeah.
1: You, you, yeah. Um, but also, if someone uh, needs to have a better attitude toward wisdom... You can send them this, but uh, it might not do anything because uh, whoever corrects a scoffer gets himself abused. So there is that. And there is also the whole question of uh, <laughs> are we wise enough to be talking about wisdom? I don't know. But we tried. Um, we do have uh, we, we would invite you to like this episode if you appreciated it. Uh, if you're listening on a platform that has that functionality, I don't think you can like episodes on Spotify. I don't know about other platforms. Um, whatever platform you do listen on, we are on all the major ones. Go ahead and give us a follow. Uh, it makes us feel good. It also makes sure that you don't miss out on content. And if possible, especially if you're, you're kind of a longer time listener and you want to rate or review the podcast. Um, we would love that. That would be kind of cool. I know Spotify does podcast ratings. I, again, I don't know about the other platforms we do. Um, but if you could take a couple seconds and do that, it it would, we would appreciate it. And uh, we have a Facebook page, like it, if you want, don't really care, but it's there. If you have any questions or any topics or any guests you want us to bring on, we're always open to suggestions. We're always open to deviating from what we are, what the season is about to talk about something else. So uh, if you know us personally, just send us a text or an email or something. If you don't, that's what the Facebook page is for. And we're always happy to get those suggestions. And final shameless plug for the day. Um, we have merchandise. We have a single t-shirt. It has our faces on the front. It is an expensive t-shirt because it is a nice t-shirt. And on the back, it says, Man Buns and Jesus is my favorite podcast. So I put the host's face on my on my shirt. Um, we don't expect anyone to pay money for this shirt, much less to wear this shirt. So if you do, please, please send us a picture because I will laugh for 24 hours straight. <laughs> um, and if, if you're interested in our merchandise, you can go to edgewaterlutheran.org gear. And you can find it on that page I, there's a bunch of edgewater gear on there too for our church but the man buns and jesus shirt is on there as well um i'm gonna plug this too because i can i also recently launched a a website with different kind of like christian apparel it's called designation you can go to designationdisciple.com um, that's a personal thing that's just something i launched recently Kind of because I love playing around with graphic design. So I thought, hey, maybe see if I can make uh, a little side hustle out of it. So if you're interested, there are, there are shirts there too. Not Bam Mons and Jesus shirts though. That's that's on Edgewater's page because that's that. I think I'm out of shameless plugs. For anyone who listened through all of them, kudos to you. Well done. I wouldn't have. But, you know, good, good for you. Maybe you're wiser than me. Uh, and we're done. So... Go in peace. Serve the Lord. Thanks be to God.